Welcome back. Now today we have a very critical issue to talk about. It's been on my mind for years really and I think a lot of us have been aware of it but nobody really wants to talk about it. And it is about how software engineering has changed over the years. It is no longer what it used to be. You know ever since I was fired from Facebook last year as an ex-Google tech lead by the way I had asked myself if I want to reapply to get a job in tech. I asked myself if I want my kids to get into tech as well if I recommend a profession for my nephews. And the answer to that is not really because software engineering is just not what it used to be. So let's put it this way. The path to get into a top tier tech company like Google or Facebook usually requires or it really helps if you get into a very good school like say Harvard, Stanford. However, even to get into these schools, a lot of them will reject you simply based on your race, your appearance. Even if you're the smartest kid out there, even if your programming skills are top notch, you could get rejected simply because they've reached their quota for the type of people that you are simply because of the way you are born. And there could be so many political reasons for this, maybe diversity issues, and they may even be very well reasoned about. But at the end of the day, you could be rejected simply because of the way you were born. So that's the first gatekeeper in this process. And I can tell you that at least for myself, when I first got into software engineering, into programming, what really drew me into it was that there would be no gatekeepers. You see, for me, the reason I got into coding was back in high school, I used to have one of these cool English teachers and he liked to align himself with all the other cool kids. He wanted to be seen as one of the hip teachers and I wasn't one of these cool kids, so we didn't get along very well. And as a result, he gave me poor grades. It didn't really matter how good my English essays were. He would just be mentally biased against me, unconscious bias. And then he would just give me these BS grades. Meanwhile, he would be chatting it up with all the other cool kids. So for the nerdy, unpopular kids with pale encrusted skin, well, we had a few refuges like math, coding, physics, because these were areas that were purely objective. Didn't matter how much a teacher hated you. If you got the answer right, you would get a good grade and nobody could take that away from you. It was a pure meritocracy, a battle of skills. And that's why I fell in love with coding. We were outcasts. We wouldn't win many friends necessarily by our appearances or by our charisma. And that's where a lot of hacker and programmer stereotypes may come from, where you see these people, they're not very attractive, but at the end of the day, they would deliver a beautiful product like a website or an app or a beautifully engineered system and their work would show for itself. However, these days, programming is just no longer objective. You can be the best programmer in the world, apply to Harvard and still get rejected and it has nothing to do with your perfect SAT scores or how many open source projects you've been building. They simply will reject you on your appearances. It's a perfectly valid reason to reject you simply based on say diversity reasons. You just weren't the right ethnicity or gender. Now that may not necessarily be a complete deal breaker because these days, Information is largely self-serve. College is not the only vendor of information out there. There's so much information and knowledge on the internet. You can go to boot camps or enroll in my course techinterviewpro.com where I'll teach you to land the coding interviews. Check that out by the way. But the frustrating thing is, even after you've obtained the necessary programming skills, there can still be so many other gatekeepers further ahead. For example, if you want to apply to job fairs, go to company activities, events, you know, there's so many activities that will explicitly ban you based simply on the way you were born. For example, builtbygirls.com, they will only allow women or non-binary genders into their conferences. And these are job fairs sponsored by large top tier tech companies. Opportunities will exclude you simply based on the way you were born, your ethnicity, your gender. 
And so to me, tech is no longer about objectivity. It's not a place where you can just say, don't look at me and let's just take a look at this body of work and judge that work objectively for what it is and let the results stand for itself. Because the problem with tech is it is now evaluated based on equality of outcome. So it's not about equality of opportunity because certain groups would just have more access to private events and functions than other groups. And back when I was working at Facebook and Google, they would say, well, if two candidates interviewed equally well, then they would prioritize the candidate who is more diverse, which means that you could be rejected simply based on your appearances, the way you were born. And I wanted to be clear here that I'm not by any means rejecting diversity. I think diversity efforts have been great and we should by all means support as many different types of people to get into tech as possible. I just hope that we can be inclusive and welcoming to everybody and not get to the point of reverse discrimination where certain groups of people will not feel welcome. For example, at the Built by Girls conference, I actually kind of wanted to go there and support the movement to bring more women into tech, but they actually would reject me simply because of my gender. In my opinion, it would be great if these conferences and events would be welcoming to everybody to help support some common cause, whether that be bringing more women into tech, more black people into tech, or any other efforts for diversity or whatever else that may be. Okay, now for anyone who's been working in tech for a while, this should all come as no huge surprise. The fact is being a software engineer has just become way too popular. Everybody wants to be doing it. And it's kind of a shame that for certain classes of people, it can be a totally uphill battle. There will be gatekeepers every step of the way. Whereas in the past, there were no gatekeepers. If you wanted to be a programmer, nobody would be there to stop you. They would just say, oh, you want to do that? Feel free, be my guest. That's a nerdy profession. They don't want to do that. People wanted to be lawyers, actors, accountants, investment bankers, architects. Not so much anymore these days. Everyone's just piling in on the software engineering game. So the way I see it, it is an uphill climb all the way through. And if you were to ask me, would I recommend this profession to my kids or my nephew? I would say not really because it is so difficult. It is just uphill. And why do you want to go uphill? Find some path where you can go downhill, where you don't have to struggle every single step of the way, where every time somebody is trying to deny you, based on the way you were born. Maybe you just weren't born for this type of career. And what I find particularly destructive about this is that a lot of these issues you cannot even talk about on social media like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, because a lot of these companies happen to also be the same gatekeepers. So they're not going to necessarily support your rhetoric. They could even limit your virality, censor you, ban your account, or demonetize your channel if you happen to be supporting some political stance that they don't really support as much. You know, we do have freedom of speech in America, but we don't have freedom of distribution of speech. It so happens that speech is pretty much controlled by these tech companies and there's no distribution platform for conversation of any other idealism. The fact is social media networks and platforms, they are not neutral. They don't need to be neutral. They're privately owned entities. And there's a monopoly on conversation these days. The way we talk, our idealism, our beliefs are limited to the type of information that we are able to see. I believe that one day in the future, we may look back on this age and view it as the age of censorship because there is so much that we cannot talk about. If the topic is controversial or potentially not advertiser friendly, distribution of that content will be limited. In fact, you may have seen the men's rights movement has been censored and demonetized on YouTube and Reddit. Zero Hedge, which is a day trader blog, they were banned on Twitter. And you hear about the coronavirus also being censored. And while some of this censorship may be valid, it seems to give tech companies incredible and unfair power to allow them to decide 
what society is and is not allowed to discuss. So what do I recommend? Well, I would recommend in this day and age to look into self-publishing because all of these gatekeepers, they may exist, but you can still bypass all of them because if you put out good work, if you come up with the best website, project, framework, or system, then the work will speak for itself. And overall, I would say that software engineering programming is still probably one of the only games in town. It's still a great field to get into, but you want to be careful about all these gatekeepers along the path and look for ways that you can do self-publishing get into entrepreneurship, personal branding, learn about marketing, such that you don't have to go through all of these other people, just learn about what it takes to create a project, an app or a website and launch it on your own. Nobody is going to be able to stop you from doing any of this stuff. If you wanna write a book, for example, then you can learn to do self-publishing on Amazon and just put out a Kindle book. You can build an app or website, maybe form a team with your friends. And if you take a look at YouTube, well, I'm sure that somebody like myself in the past, Hollywood executives would have probably just blocked me right away. But YouTube is essentially self-publishing. There are no gatekeepers. And that is why, in my opinion, entrepreneurship is still such a great area to get into and something that I would recommend young people to get into because in a sense, it is one of the easier paths because there are no gatekeepers here. Nobody blocking you based on illogical reasons. If your work is good, it will stand out on its own. And then as a backup plan, like a plan B, look into computer science, software engineering, coding, because you can still make a great career out of it and make some good money. Although it's just going to be a little bit tougher than it should be all the way through. And of course, if you're looking into self-publishing, there are also a lot of other relevant skills here like marketing, personal branding, writing, media, networking, maybe even some social sciences that can help you relate to people and talk at a more charismatic level. So that's all I've got for you today. Good chat, good chat. But let me know, if you had a kid, would you recommend that kid to get into computer science programming? Or would you recommend some other route? Let me know in the comments below. If you liked the video, give a like and subscribe and I'll see you next time. Thanks, bye.